I don't care if it's 27 years ago or now, keep asking. Put yourself in front of people. If somebody says no to you, don't take it personal. Don't think, oh my goodness, I'm not goodness. Oh my gosh, you know, I can't believe. No, I didn't think, oh my goodness, I can't believe. Like, you know, I'm only a tour guide. Because nobody's an only anything. Welcome to She Leads First, a podcast for female entrepreneurs who are ready to build a brand that will become a revenue generating machine. Hey guys, I'm Emily Sincata, a brand and business strategist with years of experience in both marketing and online product development. Each week, myself and my guests are going to share our own experiences and knowledge with you so that you can figure out exactly what about your brand is going to keep people coming back for more. You'll leave this podcast equipped with the confidence to tackle those big goals that are going to scale the impact of your brand and your bank account. It's time for you to embody that CEO energy and start leading first. After all, you're building more than just a business. You are building a movement. Today on She Leads First, I have the distinct pleasure of interviewing Tracy Vallejos, who I had such a beautiful interaction with and meeting with at an in-person event. We first met a couple months ago in June of this year, and then we met again at a second event a couple months later. And the more I learn about this woman, the more I fall in love with her and just want to like pick her brain for hours on end. And you are going to feel her presence immediately in this conversation. She is such a heartwarming human to speak to, and she gives and gives and gives like there is no limit to how much she can share. And every time I speak to her, that is something that she lets me know that she has been there. She has put in the years, she's put in the work, and now she just wants to help other women be as successful as they can be. So Tracy, I'm going to give you her quick background and don't worry, we're going to go into it in depth inside the episode because she has truly accomplished so much. But Tracy is a former 27-year corporate global executive. She is also a certified integrative nutrition coach and a global speaker who empowers women with business, life, and wellness skills. She is a game changer for women with hectic schedules. She suffered the consequences of an on-the-go, super demanding career and finally walked away to focus on empowering women to tap into their strengths to create confidence in growing their business. Her goal is for you to be successful. Her passion is to empower you to be the best version of yourself, and you are going to feel that radiate through in every moment of this episode. Hello, Tracy. Welcome to the podcast. How are you? I am well. How are you, Emily? Oh my gosh, I am fantastic. I am so excited that we were able to make this work today. I was just telling you off off mic, but I'm so honored and so grateful that you were able to squeeze this in because I know that you got a lot going on all the time, but especially this week too. So, so grateful you're here and so grateful that we get to chat. For my audience that hasn't been introduced to you yet, they just heard your intro coming in, but I would love for you to just open us up by telling us your beautiful and extensive background, but give us the high-level overview. Give us the big details. Who are you? What do you do? Oh, my goodness. Before I go in, I just want to say it is an honor, seriously, to be here with you. The moment I met you, I was so impressed by you. I was drawn to your energy. I instantly started following you. 
So I need everyone listening to understand that. So when you said, can we make this happen? And and I do, I just got back from a trip. I had three trips back to back. I leave tomorrow morning. I'm like, I am making this happen. I adore her. I think you're amazing. And I just wanted to start from there, first of all. So thank you for inviting me and making this happen first. Well, thank you. You guys, Tracy's about to introduce herself, but she is such a powerhouse. And the more I learn about this woman, the more I'm like, I am so honored just for just every conversation that we get to have. So I can't wait for you all to get to know her too. So I'll stop talking and throw it back to you. (laughs) Wow. Oh my gosh. Thank you, Miss Emily. Some days I sit and I even shake my own head. So, you know, for the past 28 years, I was a corporate executive always in sales, absolutely loved it, did global expansion. I love product development. I love strategy. I've been blessed that I was with three different companies and scaled each one of them to a billion dollars. So I always say that's never for the faint. (laughs) Billion with a B. I hope that everyone listening heard that correctly. Billion with a B and three of them. (laughs) That would be billion with a B. And I always like to say, listen, if you're scaling though, but I love like, you know, getting that from a zero to a hundred million, then a hundred to 250 million, 250 to 500, five to 750, 750 to a billion. They're all really different strategies, you know, because a lot of people want to reach out. They'll say like, well, how do I get to a billion dollars? I'm like, well, where are you right now? Because I love taking people where they are right now. And let's create your first goal. I just want to say that before I share a little bit more. And let's get you there. Because it is definitely going to change. And those different benchmarks are going to change. And then sustaining a billion dollars is going to change. So, I mean, it has been an incredible journey. And along the way, and I think we'll get to touch on it as well. I resigned from my first career and went back to school to be a holistic health practitioner. Because I could just see so many women, especially executive and also women entrepreneurs, because I kind of had this blessed that I've been able to play and both really work with independent entrepreneurs and at the same time scale businesses like I do. And and people ask me about that. And I'm like, I don't know, it really is a God-given gift. I'm going to be honest with you. I can't quite explain it. <laughs> but, but honestly, along the way, people with this were frazzled and they were burned out. And they were like, Tracy, I feel like I'm trapped in a body that's not mine. I can't keep doing this. It takes such a toll. It takes a big toll. And so all I could think to myself was I would travel 40 some weeks a year while at the same time I was a single mom, Emily. I had two children that were my biggest cheerleaders. That's incredible. I either said either I had them brainwashed, Emily, or they really because they they would like teachers would literally be like, we can't wait to meet you. Like, and I'd be like, really? And they're like, oh, yeah, your children say that you saved the world. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. (laughs) Oh, that is so incredible. But okay, let's dig into that a little bit, because you were sharing just a little bit more with this about me or with me, I should say, I didn't know this prior to our conversation today. You told me you had your first child when you were 19 years old. What was that like? You know, this is a big part, you know, I think about a lot, right? Because you're 18 and, you know, you're starting to set your goals, what that's going to look like. I was going to put myself through school and no one in my family, Emily, had ever gone to college, had a really, quote unquote, say, career. And so I had these big goals. Oh, I just knew exactly what I was going to do. 
And I always say, but on that beautiful roadmap, it was not having a child at 19 years old. But I will say she was the biggest gift of my life. She kept me so focused. But then I always, you know, I was kind of sure this, like within business, like all of a sudden this something happens in your business that you were not expecting. And so having a child at 19 was definitely not what I was expecting. So then I was like, well, I still have these goals. What am I going to do? So I really believe at 19, having her helped me understand, like, how do I navigate to the next thing? There are going to be potholes. There are going to be detours. You're going to have to figure things out differently. It's going to stretch you, but you get there. And we probably don't have time for the, the big story, but the first company that I scaled to a billion dollars, I went in as a tour guide because I just wanted my foot in the door. Tell me more about that. Yeah. So listen, for anybody listening to, because I, I look back at it now and like I said, one, you've got to be hungry. You've got to be willing to do whatever it takes. And so I remember I was just like, oh my goodness, I want to be with this company. I happened to hear the founder speak, to be honest with you. He had stuttered. He was dyslexic. People had made fun of him, told him he would never be make anything of himself. And again, so that was a whole story, like how I heard him speak. And all I heard him say was, is that he wanted to scale to a billion dollars. And I remember standing in that room thinking to myself, that is a lot of lives that we can impact. It really wasn't about the billion dollars. And all I knew is that I just wanted to help him. I had no idea. I'm 24 years old, Emily, when I heard this man speak, Yeah, to be honest. That speaks so much to just where your head is at and your heart, which is so palpable in just any conversation with you. I mean, I was so instantly drawn to you just the moment that we opened up a dialogue together. At first, you were just, you know, a woman who followed me online and was nice to me online. And I was like, who is she? And then we started talking and I was like, oh my goodness, she's incredible. But to at 24, to hear the concept of a billion dollars and not think, oh my gosh, how much money is that? But to realize that that's lives impacted, that that's what that dollar sign represents. That speaks so much to your character right away. I'm so curious at 24, what was your role in this company at that time? So at 24, when I heard him speak, that's when I was like, oh, well, I need to go help him build this. No idea. And that's when they had a tour guide. That's what they had open. And so I went in and I'm working weekends. And this is it. You know what? I feel very prompted to share this because you got to remember how many years ago this has been. Like this is like 27 years ago. So this has been quite right. We didn't have cell phones. We didn't have all these things. And I just remember being so fascinated by everything and wanting to understand all the business areas and how they connected. And because in my mind, I was like, well, if I understand how they all connect, Emily, right, then I'm going to help like connect all the dots that I have a feeling we're going to talk about all this, right? So I remember I reached out to every single vice president, operations, sales, right, product development, marketing, and not one vice president had time to meet with the tour guide. I just want you to know. Go figure. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody listening, this is, these are the things, and I do do a lot of speaking on this because I probably didn't mention I do global speaking. I've been on big stages and do lots of things. But, you know, I said, but here was the thing, right? If you want something, reach out to people. And if they say no, 
don't take it personally. In my head, I was like, okay, well, they're all busy. So I was like, oh, but I bet their executive assistants will meet with me and they probably know just as much as they do. So I went back to the drawing board. I had this Rolodex, you know, it wasn't like I could like Google. And I made an appointment with every executive assistant and they met with me and I asked all the questions and I carried this little yellow notebook and I just had all these questions. I'd write all the answers so that I could just understand. So I still say, I don't care if it's 27 years ago or now, keep asking, put yourself in front of people. If somebody says no to you, don't take it personal. Don't think, oh my goodness, I'm not goodness. Oh my gosh, you know, I can't believe. No, I didn't think, oh my goodness, I can't believe. Like, you know, I'm only a tour guide because nobody's an only anything. No, they were just busy. Now that I've ran companies myself and built companies, they were just busy. Guess what? This is building character. I want you to sit and think, well, who's next? That's business. Who's my next customer? What's my next promotion? What's my next, like, how am I going to pivot now? Like, girl, like, so everybody listening, they, this is it. Don't you dare think, oh, I'm not good enough. You just figure out what's next. And you got to keep doing it. Oh, I'm so glad that you shared this. You're bringing me back to like the early stages of of my career too and reminding me of the hustle that we were like, you have to tap into at that stage that I think sometimes we almost get a little bit robbed of in the digital age right now because you see people online and it just looks like it was zero to 100 overnight. And you don't get to see all of these steps in between. Like whenever I share my story, I try to make a point to even let people know that it started way before I started online. Like you're bringing me back to when I first got started in personal training, I was working a sales job. I was calling people every single day, selling clothes to like some lady in Texas, like some sales rep selling these clothes because my original background was in fashion and I hated it. And I was like, you know what? I want to be a personal trainer, but I don't know how to get started. So I looked up every single gym in my area and I started calling every single gym until somebody hired me. They didn't hire me as a trainer. They hired me to work the front desk. And that's where I got started. Worked my way up from there, got my way in there. And as I was doing all of this, it was like, I was listening to Lori Harder's podcast, which is where you and I really got connected was at a Lori Harder event. And I fell in love with what they were teaching. And I was like, they're the only people I know who are doing this, her and her husband, Chris, who are talking about money in this way. Like, I don't have any other role models in my life like this. It's just them. How do I get close to them? How do I get in their world? And so I started reaching out to them and asking to work for them. And they shot me down time after time after time. And really, it wasn't them. It was their assistants, right? Just like you're saying, like, the person at the top is too busy. (laughs) So (laughs) I had to go through probably, probably, honestly, it was three years before from the first time I reached out to them because I was still doing my personal training stuff on the side until I got to a point where I was like, well, actually, I know a lot more now. And it just happened to align where the when I was ready to leave personal training, they finally put out a job ad. And I was like, you know what, that one's mine. I'm gonna get this job. (laughs) That's how I ended up getting in. But it was so much hustle and so much of exactly like you're saying. So I'm glad that you shared that so I could riff on this a little bit and tap back into that energy too, because we need the hustle. We need the hustle. And it is too much online that we see this like instant overnight success. And Emily, I've been blessed to like interview, I mean, so many thousands of women that I would call, you know, as we would say, successful And it looks like overnight success, but I'm telling you, not one of them doesn't have a story like the both of us. And so please, 
like you said, I love when you're like, I called every single one of those, you know, gyms. I'm doing that. That's what everybody right now, I want you. Like, listen, I feel like I'm training. I'm so sorry. Like right now, who is it? Like, what's your list? Who do you need to reach out? Call, DM, look up because you need to. And you're always going to. 27 years later, Emily, here we are. And it's because you still keep connecting. You do not stop at all. Amen. I honestly, for my listeners, like, I hope you're sick of me saying this to the point where you start to internalize it now of like, you have to be connecting with people. It's so important. It's the only way to really move yourself forward. I feel like we've glamorized self-made, but I'm like, who is honestly even self-made? We don't build businesses without relationships. So I feel like self-made is a lie. And so start building your community instead. Community is everything. Emily, I'm telling get yourself in the room. I am huge passionate about this because I was somehow blessed always about building community, right? Pulling women together. And then when I was speaking about travel, it's because I wanted to get in front of people. I mean, people would look at me and as I scaled my business and who I was, and now I'm the executive VP of Global State, and people are like, why are you still traveling going out to, and I'm going to use quotation marks for anybody who's listening, like to the people. I'm like, because that's where your answers are. Emily, I want to, if I may, I want to share something with your listeners. My first mentor, he was the most amazing man that taught me everything. And he said, Tracy, you're going to be successful someday. And I had no idea what that meant. And I want you and I to talk about what success looks like for each one of everybody listening. Okay because that really is something different. But he said to me, I want to share a couple of things with you. He said, girl, because this is back, right? Brick and mortar. Like you really had corporate offices. Not that we don't today, but you know what I mean? This is 20 some years ago. And he said, don't you ever sit behind a desk and make decisions ever. And I remember thinking, okay, but I knew what he was saying. No, he's like, your answers are with the people, Tracy. You are with your customers. You are with your employees. Your answers are right there. So every company, everything I scaled and did, I made sure I was in shipping. I was packing boxes, right? I was in customer service. I would get on the phone. You need to understand every part of your business. Could I do it all perfectly like all of them? No, but I learned it and I knew it. So please, I'm telling you, and they collaborate, like get with other like-minded people. You and I talked about this just yesterday. We all have different superpowers. And so when you can get in the room and you can now collaborate with other people that have different strengths than you and you collaborate together, that's when success happens. I am sorry, but Emily, I don't know one person that have done it on their own. No, no. You get with your people, you get into the rooms, you get, you know, collaborating with others. Where are your customers? You need to get where they are because it is not going to be, as he said, behind a desk or behind a computer screen. I'm telling you, it's not going to happen. I'm sorry. You're giving me chills. I'm like, I'm honestly so into this conversation. (laughs) I love it so much. And we do, we get so stuck behind the computer. I love that you threw that in at the end is like, it's the equivalent now of being behind the desk is being behind your computer screen. Even if you have an online business, it's going to be built through relationships. I'm so 
just freaking passionate about this and getting people out of their homes and out of their little home office or, or like corner of your living room. Like I'm not even, we were just talking about how I'm ready to move. I'm like, I'm not even in an office right now. I'm in a corner of my, my living room. You got to get out there and meet people. And that's where it's going to happen. So ooh, like, amen is what I want to say to this. I've got it. Yes. Like that is where it's going to happen. So if that's a goal of yours and you're like, oh my gosh, yes, I need to do that. I want you to make a goal every single month. I call it new faces, new places, Emily. And I want a goal for everybody once a month. Where am I going to show up new every month? Go on Eventbrite, Google something. What, you know, what is an interest of yours? Like Ray said, get face-to-face the right people. If it's health and wellness, there's something going on. There's a cooking class. I don't care what it is. Once a month, I say to myself, new faces, new places. Where can I show up once a month in my community to meet new people? Because success does not happen alone. I was just going to say connections are everywhere too. I want to throw that in like as people are listening. It doesn't have to be a specifically a business event for you to meet somebody that's going to help expand your life and your business. People are everywhere who have what you need. You just don't know it if you don't go look for them. I want to talk to you about success, but before we get into that, I want to make sure that we touch on this integrative nutrition health coaching piece of all of it, because we're talking a lot about the hustle right now, but I know that you're so passionate about this and so good at this of balancing it out as much as we can with the health. So take me on that journey of when you started, you said you went back to school, you got certified in health coaching. How does that play in? And maybe what are some like tips that we can use to make sure that we're not going too far into the hustle, that it's detrimental to our health? First, I'm going to bring us all together because I want you to think about, we talk about success and lots of times when we think success, we think numbers, likes, money, all kinds of things, right? But what I want you to do is think about what does success feel like? I'm going to say it one more time. What does success feel like? Is it burned out? Is it frazzled? Is it never kissing your kids goodnight at night? Ever being able to show up to do anything? You're now losing yourself. You're now doing, you feel, I mean, I've had so many women say, I feel like I'm trapped in a body that's not mine because now I haven't been fueling my body right. All the things. So what is success feel like? Does it feel like that I have time for myself? I have time for my kids. I have time and feel like that I have financial freedom at the same time. So I want you to really get that is what does it feel like? Because so many women at the time in 2010 was I was journaling for like two years because, you know, I said, I'm, I'm a strategist. I pay attention to trend lines, what I'm hearing, consistency of messaging. And they were all asking me the same things. I'm out there helping them build business plans. We do all day training events or, you know, all weekend. And they were like, no, Tracy, how do you have so much energy? I'm exhausted and tired. So some people may think that, right? You're so exhausted and tired that you have no time for yourself or your business. So it's all falling apart, to be honest with you. They always ask me that. They're always like, And what are you like eating out of those baggies? Because I'm very intentional about what I fuel my body with. And they were like, and you're always so positive. Like, really, Tracy, you're the same as you are on a webinar as you are face to face. (laughs) Well, that's holistic, right? I tell people what's on the end of your fork is important. But I'm going to tell you what you feed your mind is just as important or more. And when I say feed your mind, 
What are you scrolling? What are you listening to? You get control of it. And so I remember thinking, so many lives are falling apart. So I resign and I'm like, oh my goodness, I'm going to resign from my career. I'm going to go back to school because so many women were needing to learn how to create what I would call work-life harmony. Okay. There's no such thing as work-life balance at all. If anybody's balanced, please let me know. Because when you think of a scale, it's perfectly even, right? And I don't know anybody perfectly even. Because so many people were asking me questions and I thought, we're going to integrate both. So here's what I'm going to say. Just like you're intentional with your business. I've got to learn this. I've got to show up. I need to do things on social, whatever. I am that intentional of what I fuel my body with. I don't leave it to chance. Every single human being is worthy to put fuel in their body that helps them so that they have a clear mind that they have, that they have energy to do what they want. So they don't have inflammation and all these aches and pains. And Miss Emily, now that I'm 51, you don't know this, but in 2018, I went back to study hormones as well. Because I said, as women, right, from the time we get our menstrual cycle to pregnancies, to stress, to perimenopause, like we've got all kinds of hormones going on, girl. And I was like, we need to manage them, let alone our adrenals and cortisol. So for me, I help women integrate, like how do you intentionally build a business, intentionally then put your plan together of how you're fueling your body. And so I do. I pack my snacks. I plan my meals like I plan my business. I don't leave it the chance. I've never gone to the grocery store and thought, what am I buying today? No, I know what I'm fueling my body with for the next seven days. I write every ingredient that I need. And when I go to the store, I pick up every ingredient and I know, and it's planned out on my calendar. So there's no like tonight's a Wednesday and there's no like, oh, well, what am I going to eat tonight? No, it's on my calendar. And guess what? I have the food downstairs too, because every person listening is worthy to put that fuel in their body, to feel good, to build this bodysuit we've got on, just like you're building your business. But I really help women be able to do it so that they save time in the kitchen. They save, they don't, it doesn't have to be expensive, right? You feel energetic and full. And so I have a huge passion for it, but it's integrated. Okay, I'm going to ask you selfishly for myself right now, because I I come from a health and fitness background. So I've always been very in this world and on top of it. And I love learning about female hormones. I've been very blessed to have many clients who that's their area of expertise. So I've gotten to absorb so much around like the business building aspect of it too, like you were saying. But this is the first time in my life where it's like the business is very demanding as it grows. There's more and more. And I'm finding it's not as easy for me as it used to be when I had, you know, at one point it was my job to stay healthy. So of course it was quote unquote easy at that time. But now, and I'm asking this because I'm sure other women feel the same. How do you, you find the, is it a structure piece to make sure that it's that that high of a priority or is it releasing guilt around if I don't get this done by a certain date, you know, that takes priority first because a lot of times I'll find myself being like, I know I need to go take a walk or go work out right now, but there's also a deadline here. And I feel stressed choosing between the two because I know I'll feel better if I go, but I also know then that pushes out this deadline. So how do we start to navigate this a little bit when it just feels like you're stuck in it and you know you want to prioritize your health, but it's like the business needs me too. 
Yeah. Thank you for asking because again, if there's anything that I'm most passionate about through my career, it's this piece right here. And so when it comes to my health and wellness, like I would just say this, like literally I'm like, I worked a hundred, 120 hours every week for weeks on end while being a single mom. And so having to put dinner on the table, still taking care of myself. And so I always said, I made sure that on Sunday nights, for example, that that was it. I said, I knew my schedule ahead. And I was like, no, I have to make sure that I have all those things ready. When I pack to go on a trip or I leave the office, I don't care what it is. It became because I was like, okay, if I want to accomplish this in my business, then I have to make sure that I can have the energy and the fuel to do it. I've got to make sure that those things are in this house. And then I became just feeling like, and you know what? And I'm worthy. Self-care is not selfish. And it was my self-care. And I, right, I slept better because I didn't have my insulin and cortisol all over the place, even though I worked really hard and really long hours and didn't sleep a lot. When my body was actually at rest, it was able to recover. And when I teach women exactly what I'm talking about, they're like, I can't believe this, Tracy. But it's then about being intentional. So I, the word I'm going to say is deliberate or intentional because I was very deliberate about it. I didn't leave it to chance. Just like you can't leave your business to chance, you can't leave it to chance how you're going to fuel your body. Then my workouts. You know, for me, I was just like, okay, girl, like, listen, you're going to have to get up. Like, you're going to have to like get this. So even if I tell everybody, I don't care if it's 10 minutes, like you are worthy to go take that walk. Right. And, and Emily, it's true. There was times I would take my walk at nine 30 at night because if I had the deadline and I tell women this, if I do have the deadline and I have, and I can't even get my mind off of it. And I know I need to get to that computer and I need to get whatever deadlines done, but I still made sure that even at night I would go and move my body. I'm telling you, once you get into the routine of it, and this is, I, Again, I wish we had so much time, but I call it scooches. I know because I help people scooch their way there because we're all, as women, Emily, we're all or nothing. See, I also have a background because I was a binge and emotional stress eater. Horribly, to be honest with you. We can I'm know a stress what, eater. That's me. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yep. So I really like, I needed to learn all these different, you know, things because many women, we, we are. And so it needed to understand and for everybody to understand that you are worthy to take that time. And it's not all or nothing. So I was talking about scooches. Like, I'm going to just say this to you. I had a client and, and in 52 weeks, they had lost 49 pounds. They, we scooched their way, right? They went to bed at 3 a.m. I said, okay, we're going to go to bed at 2.45 this week. Next week, we're going to bed at 2.30. This is what I mean by scooches. When I first started working with them, we just got breakfast down. How did I break my fast first thing? That's all we worked on until that became a habit. Then it was the snacks. Then it was the meals. Then, oh my goodness, their meal planning. And I remember that year later, they lost 49 pounds. Now they're actually sleeping seven hours, not two and a half. Okay, all these things. But I said, most of us, that's less than a pound a week. Okay. 
that's all these different things. But we want to be able to do something once and then see five pounds come off. But I said, when you can scooch your day there, I want you to visualize where do you want to be in a year? And if you made tiny scooches that became habits, where could you be? And so I operate out of the scooch factor. So a lot of people always say, Tracy, you got to coin that. Like, because I love the scooch. I scooch you in your business. (laughs) I scooch you also in your wellness plan because when I scooch you, they become habit. It's not all or nothing. I used to eat the one cookie. Well, now I blew it. I might as well eat the bag of cookies. We then reverse engineer and we take you out of that mindset. And guess what? If you want that cookie, I want you to chew it, taste it and enjoy it. Matter of fact, you are not beating yourself up. You are worthy to have some joy. And if that brought you joy, good for you. Now you're not beating yourself up eating the whole darn bag. And you know, you might as well eat Thursday night, Friday night, Saturday night, binge out Sunday, because I used to start 52 diets a year, Emily. Every Monday was a new diet. 52 of them. So relatable. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love this so much. I love that you call it scooches. It just makes it feel cute and easy and fun. <laughs> so branding, get that trademark. <laughs> oh, but this is such a good conversation that I know is applicable to so many people. And I'm so curious what your thought is here. Because as I'm listening to you speak, I'm like, this makes so much sense. And every time I find myself even just doing like a 10 minute walk. And something I have gotten good at over the years is really internalizing that even if you can only do a little bit, go do something. And that is better than this all or nothing. And you're going to feel better. And at least you showed up for yourself and you can check off that box. Like we know this listening, like you guys, you know, this too, like you feel better when you are taking care of yourself in some way, shape or form. But I've never built a billion dollar company. (laughs) I would love to. I'm curious if there's, this is something now that you have from your vantage point after having all this experience, or was this something that you learned through trial and error? And looking back now, you're like, I wish I had done this differently. I was intentional. I'm going to say this to you. And I believe that this was put my path then to help other women is that very early on in my twenties, watching other executives, right? They're so stressed out. They've put on weight. Some, I'm just being honest, right? Ended up turning to alcohol and many different things, right? Because they were sacrificing. And at that moment, I remember thinking, oh no, I'm a single mom. This is it. I need to figure out how in the world I can do both. Like I know it's possible. So I, I believe that's a lie. You do not have to sacrifice. I mean, I believe that with every cell in my body. Matter of fact, I know that if you, this bodysuit that you have on, like if you take care of it first and make that planning first and like get everything aligned first. And like, of course, like I said in the beginning, it's always going to waver a little bit. The business, you'll have the energy, the mindset, the clarity to do the business That's where, forgive me for saying this, people were asked backwards because they didn't put themselves first. Now they're exhausted, tired, frazzled, burned out. They're not as productive. And now you're trying to stay up at night. Now you're getting up in the morning. You have no brain fog. You're making mistakes. You're just lethargic. I've watched it all. No, I want everybody. That is not the truth. No, we're going to break that right now. No. Thank you for shutting that down. And 
as you're speaking, I'm just like, I know she's right. Like I, I feel that in my body. Like we, we know we get to take care of ourselves and that everything feels better once you do. And so it makes sense to hear you say like, no, that's, that's backwards. That's completely backwards. Put yourself first and everything else will become easier. So thank you for like, drawing an underline under that and making it very clear because it's easy sometimes to really believe that, especially when a lot, there's so many examples of people who have fallen into that trap because it's easy to, it's really easy to not put yourself first. And we're taught not to as women for a lot of our lives, put everyone else first. So it makes sense. You know, I would say, I mean, you know, you hear it all the time. People say, oh, but, you know, to be a good mom, to be right, you got to be, I don't know how, Emily, that I just innately, and my kids to this day now, I'll tell you, right, my children are 32 and 27 now, but they will say, right, putting themselves first, their health, their well-being. So anybody who's a mom right now, they love that we did, that they watched their mom. I'm going to tell you right now, no kid is going to think, I can't believe my mom worked out and did not sit and play one more game with me. What do you mean my mom actually got up and read something first? Like, no, like showing them that your self cares first. And now, right, when your self cares first, you're not yelling at them. You're not so snippy at them. The quality of time, right? I will tell my daughter says it all the time. She's the 32 year old. She's like, we didn't have ruckus in the house, mom. I'm like, no. And I'll share this as well. My son used to call people at corp. My corporate office would love this because they never asked. So what are we having for dinner tonight? And we always had it planned on a calendar and stuff back then. And, but he would call me and go, what are we fueling our body with tonight, mom? Because that's what I taught them. That it's fuel. Like, you ready? Like, you're going to feel like, what are we putting in our cells tonight? Like, what are we doing? Like, we're going to sleep well. Like, what are we? So they always said, so what are we fueling our body with this week? What are we fueling our body with tonight, mom? I love that. This is not a dig at, you know, my parents and how they raised me, but I can just only imagine what my childhood and my relationship with food growing up as a teenager and an adult, how it would have been different to have that role model. So I, I think that that's such a beautiful thing to underscore for all the mothers who are listening as well. I'm not a mother, but I am taking notes. Anytime I have a mom on the podcast, I'm like, tell me all your secrets so that when I do have kids or if I have kids in the future, I do the best I can because I think this is so important and there's more entrepreneur women than ever before. So there's not a lot of ladies handing out a handbook on here's how you do it. So I love all of these conversations, particularly though, when I get to talk to women about how they navigated motherhood. So thank you for sharing. Before we run out of time, I want to make sure that I talk to you because we had a little bit of this conversation yesterday and it was so good that I want to open it up here is the idea of one, how do you define success? But two, how do we then use that definition to start reverse engineering our goals so that we can get to our definition of success? And you started jamming yesterday and I would love to throw it over to you here to open up this conversation there of most people don't even know what success means to them. So talk to me a little bit about that and how you help people start to define it. So Emily, it's such, I believe, an important question. Remember what I said earlier first, what does success feel like? So homework for everybody is really defining what that feels like, right? Time for yourself, time for your family, all these things. You know, the next thing I always, because I love reverse engineering, (laughs) that's what I call it. And 
what does a couple things that we won't have time to get into, but like, what does the perfect business month look like for you? Now, every business month can look differently. That could mean, you know, especially let, let's say you're a coaching. Let's just say coaches. I work with a lot of coaches and things. And I think, Emily, you have a lot of coaches. So the perfect business month could look like I show up every day on social media. Once a month, I hold a free masterclass. I am, and you know, networking with people. Like I want you to really think about what the perfect business month looks like, meaning what are the activities? I want you to break that down. What are the activities I need to do in that perfect business month to light you up, right? So not just the cash at no. this point. <laughs> because see, cash cannot come until you have the activities down. They're needle movers. They're growth behaviors. So everything, like I do this big workshop and I focus on all the growth behaviors in your business because the growth behaviors are your needle movers. So each one, you've got to realize and figure out, well, how am I then going to do those things? So when I think about the perfect business month, it isn't cash. It is what am I doing? What are those growth behaviors so that I can get the cash. Because I'm telling you, if you start there and you're consistently, I call it duplicate to multiply. If you duplicate these behaviors, you will multiply the people coming in, multiply the money, right? And you will. So I call it duplicate to multiply. So I really want you to think about that. You know, something that I believe, Emily, and I'm not sure if your audience, but like social media is huge. Even myself, what I'm going to say to you right now, I spend more time helping others build, right? And I'm blessed that my reputation and people, you know, send referrals down. But still, I have to spend time. So let's talk about social media. If every day you want to show up and, you know, we've got our stories, we've got our reels, we've got different platforms, we may have groups and do whatever that is. Well, you need to understand your audience. What what are your offers for this month? Like, you need, you know, what are the topics? Seasonality. I talk about season. I hope, I mean, most of the time I'm about, when I sit down with business owners, I like 12 to 18 months. I will help you make a plan for 12 but My head always had to work like, but that's how you scale. I'm trying to get my audience on quarters at least. I'm like, let's get out of month to month and at least get to let's, quarters. Let's, that's okay. <laughs> like, please don't anybody get overwhelmed. Like, don't, don't get, listen to Emily. Like, don't, you know, like, okay. Please listen to Emily right now. <laughs> That's so funny. Okay, so ideally 12 to 18 months. Listen, we'll talk about that later, right? Right, because I'm laughing. So please listen, Emily, let's talk quarterly right now. I can zoom down the quarterly. But in all seriousness, right, you you know different things coming up, seasonality, right, knowing your, you know, what are the pain points, what are the language, so understanding, and then I go, okay, well, if you know here are all your topics, do you need to do research on these topics? So you're going to need to, one, sit down on my calendar and I write down research. Like here are all the time. To- one, I need to plan out the month, right? Pivot. It's going to change, but at least you have a plan. Two, reverse engineer. Well, I better like sit down and review these topics. What are some copies, some verbiage? What do I want to say? Whatever that is that's going on. I've got a promotion coming up, a program, a free workshop. Well, we all know that 10 days prior is really huge on what that looks like. So you're going to start reverse engineering, batching. Oh, hey, single moms, because this is, I work with a ton of moms. I'm like, okay, well, if you know these are your 10 topics that you want, 
right? And you've got kids screaming and dogs barking. It's just reality. Okay. So now you've made your plan. You know your topics. You've scripted everything out. We're reverse engineer, reverse engineer, reverse engineer. I now want you to hire a babysitter or something. And on this day, somebody's taking the kids to the park or the dogs for a walk. And now you are ready on your piece of paper. I'm really holding up this note card, but you are ready now to then sit down and do all of these. And you know what I love? Earrings. You could hurry up and switch out your earrings. I switch out my tops. I've done 16 reels in one day before. I'll pull my hair on the side. When you take everything and start reverse engineering, and I have like worksheets to help you do this, then you execute. I'm hearing you say, we're talking a lot about reverse engineering, but what I'm picking up is what you're not talking about here is saying, how many spots do I need to sell to hit this income goal? Usually when we talk about reverse engineering, that's the only conversation we get. But it feels like you're taking this a whole level deeper of what are the systems I need to reverse engineer? What needs to be flowing to me at all times for this to work? This is my style. It's great if you want to fill 10 spots. How? Now the how are all the reverse engineering. Well, I need to actually... What's my messaging? How am I going to record it? When am I going to be able to do these? Because if you don't have all that right, great that you need to fill 10 spots, but it's the, how are you going to fill it? It's everything else. That's where I get people think it's just like our food and everything I did. Well, how? Because I went to the store. I bought the store. (laughs) Like I did the things because what I know success has created over 27 years. It was the reverse engineering, getting down to the small stuff. Nobody wants to talk to but it was all of that, the systems. I am a strategist system person. When you have the systems, I said a little bit ago, when you duplicate the systems, you multiply. You multiply your business. So duplicate to multiply. But if I can get you in the systems in the way I talk about that are so easy, that's when your business grows and scales. Oh, this is so good. So how micro do you recommend people go with the the planning? And then how tightly do we need to hold on to those plans? And how do we stay kind of like open to some of the magic that drops in along the way or the pivots that we have to make? Yeah. I mean, for me, I like to go micro kind of depends on the person, right? Because because here here's what I always say when I'm working with somebody and I want everybody to ask themselves this right now, where do you see yourself getting stuck? Because then people are like, oh, well, yeah, Tracy, I write it, I plan it, I save the music, but I don't then go record it. So that's why I have you go micro. And then my next question to you is, where do you see yourself getting stuck? It's different for all of us. So that's when I help and, you know, a, a cred- credibility there and, you know, make sure. And I'm like, okay, well, then let's put a plan together so that I can make sure I can help you so that you don't get stuck. It's us getting stuck. I get stuck too. I have coach. I tell everybody, I don't care who you are. Coaches have coaches. And, and Miss Emily, I want everybody to be clear right now. I have coaches too, because I get stuck. I have my own, all of us have our strengths and limitations, our own blind spots. And believe me, I have mine. Oh my gosh, we all do. Yep. I want to like say that accountability piece is so important. I love that you you take a, a second, you ask someone, well, where are you going to get stuck? I just ran a, a quarterly planning workshop and we were talking about this from a, a little bit of a different angle when we were building out their plans. And I was talking about it from the fact of it's great to make this plan, 
but are you actually going to follow through on this? So many of us make plans of like, okay, I'm going to go live today, but we don't actually have the intention of actually going live today. It's like, I put this on the calendar, but I'm going to see if it's going to work out. And you know when you're doing that. Like, you know, when you're bullshitting yourself and you're like, well, I'm going to write this down on my to-do list because I know it's got to be there. But if it's not perfect, I'm not going to do it. And even if it's perfect, maybe I won't do it. Like, even if the conditions are perfect, we're going to see how I feel. Like, those are where you need someone to be holding you accountable. If you can identify what those things are. And so I love that you have a coach. I have multiple coaches too. So I'm like, all the support, give it to me. Yes, because each one are going to help you get unstuck with something. Hmm. I've got a spiritual coach. I've got a money coach. I've got a business coach. Like I'm like, I need it all because <laughs> we all have blind spots, just like you said. Oh my goodness. And it's never going to change. I want people to know that. I said a few weeks ago, you know, I was in front of these women and, you know, and people be like, oh my gosh, you've scaled companies and, and I'm not, nobody be offended and you can take this out. But I said, listen, I don't care where you are in your business. If it's a billion dollars, you never have your shit together, to be honest. There's always something. I'm telling you, because let's go into pivoting. Because you said, how tightly do I have to hold on to this? Now, my personal opinion, and I've watched it because yes, you laid the plan. Yes, you did all these things. But I want you to pivot with intention. Because if you see that you need to, pivot. Don't pivot on a dime. Don't turn on a dime. That was something else that my mentor said to me. He's like, Tracy, one squeaky wheel or one thing, you don't, or you're constantly going to be like swirling. So if you see one person doing something, so I want to be very clear. Like, again, I was so blessed at 24 that he gave me all these nuggets in my head that I had no idea I'll carry for the rest of my life, to be quite frank. But he's like, don't spin on a dime, not because somebody said something or your bit, it's going to just spin out of control. Be thoughtful with your pivoting and just know, and yes, if you need to pivot because it's meant to be pivoted. Yes. That is such good advice. And I'm thinking back to all the times where, and I feel like this is so relatable. Everybody gets to this point where they're like, I need to burn everything to the ground that I've done. <laughs> like you just hit that point and you're like, this is all wrong. Let's tear it all down. I had some really good advice from a coach a couple of years ago too, where she was like, pause, pause, Emily, do you need to tear everything down or does just one thing need to shift? And I feel like that's so similar to the advice that you're sharing right now. And I'm like, it's so true. Don't break the whole business down. Just figure out what's bothering you right now. And is it actually just like an emotional issue that you can work through and then everything's fine? Or does something literally need to shift in your strategy? but usually it's not burn the whole business. I have a feeling that. I like to call it slow down to speed up because one of my gifts is going into companies. And when I talk about slowing down, they were like, what? But we got to, and I'm like, no, we need to slow down to speed up. That's exactly what you're saying. When we slow down and pause and see that it's not burning the whole thing down or do, or keep plowing. And, but we thoughtfully looked at it when we speed up, it takes off. And I, I'm just, my brain is drawing the parallels right now between this and the health conversation that we were having before, like the same thing, you've got to pause and you've got to prioritize and you've got to create that space for you to 
put the things that you want to have in action in action for your health first. And it's like slowing down in those moments will make everything else move faster in the other areas of your life too. So beautiful full circle little moment there for this whole conversation. I could talk to you about this for literally another three hours, but we have to start wrapping this up before we do so. I want to make sure that I highlight you are the other part in the duo of Elevated Exchange. I had Johnny on the podcast just two weeks ago. Tell everybody if they haven't tapped tuned into that episode yet. Can you tell us about Elevated Exchange and what it is that you are doing? Yes. Oh my gosh. My Miss Johnny, who was on what just amazing podcast. So I know you'll link it or share it here. It's incredible. So we talked about earlier about collaboration. Nothing is done alone. And uh, I won't get into it, but the three of us were at an event. And I am all about, I left that event literally driving home. I was like, oh, everybody's so inspired. We've all gone to an event before Emily. And we were like, my life's going to change. Right. I'm so inspired. And then you get home and the, the, and the laundry, the dogs, the cats, the everything, and you get back stuck. And I said, I want to be able to create an event that helps bring women back together, that we take all that inspiration and we channel it into action. And so Elevated Exchange was created not just as a networking event, which is great because you do network with one another, but it's on the topics like where are you stuck? really then having a piece to it that you can work with on your business. So I make sure that you go home and that you have something because I caught right those growth behaviors. I can actually take action. And then that promoting, we promote one another. Like I'm big on like, you have something one, I want you to promote it during the event, but afterwards you share it with us and we're going to share it then on elevated exchange because this is where the magic happens. And so I couldn't be more thrilled with it. It, sold out from gosh, July to December. And there we got big plans in 2024. And I'm loving it. But yeah, it's a community together to help women. It's fantastic. And you two are like, just you two together. I love it so much. You guys, if you haven't listened to Johnny's episode, I will link it in the show notes for you to go listen because she's just a dear as well too. And you two together are just a beautiful combo. I'm so excited. And it makes perfect sense to me that your events have already been selling out right from the get-go. It's It would be just a no-brainer to get in the room and network with the both of you and the community that you attract. And so I can't share too much, but I just want to let everybody listening know if all of this is sounding appealing to you, the three of us have something really cool coming that we haven't announced just yet. But stay tuned because by the time this podcast comes out, we'll probably be sharing it in just a few days later. So if you love Tracy's energy, there's more to come. Stay tuned into my world and make sure to connect with them on Elevated Exchange as well. Tracy, this was so phenomenal. Thank you so much for being here. Is there anywhere where you would like to direct people if they would like to connect with you and share more or to tap in with you after this episode? Where's the best place for them to go? Yeah, really the best place. And I know we'll share my website, but on Instagram. Really, that's where I am mostly and I and I show up and it is Tracy Lady V and that's V is in victory because nobody can pronounce or say my last name. So everybody organically calls me Lady V. So it's Tracy Lady V, but it is Vallejos for anybody who wants to know. And please (laughs) reach out, connect, leave a voice message in the DM, type a message. I love doing that. We're all here to support one another. So I'd be more than honored. Yeah. 
fantastic. And as always, you guys, we will link everything down in the show notes for you so that you can connect with everyone that you need to following this episode. Tracy and Elevated Exchange will be linking Johnny out too because she's amazing as well. But thank you all for listening. I'm always so honored that you choose to spend your time here with me and my guests. Tracy, thank you again for coming on. Thank you, Emily. Thank you for all you do, the impact. Hey, before you go, I've got two quick things for you. Number one, I want to say thank you so much for being here. It truly means the world to me that you choose to spend your time here listening to these conversations, tuning in with me, soaking up all of this information and everything that we are going through together. I cannot express how much gratitude I have for you for being here on this journey with me. With that said, number two, the second thing I have for you is I want to make sure that since you're here, you have my phone number. Seriously, I have an inner circle daily text list where every single day, Monday through Friday, I send out a positive affirmation or a journal prompt or something I've been thinking about, or even an aha moment that has completely shifted my perspective that I want to share with you too. So you can share in on everything that I am working on to grow and continue evolving and continuing to be the best version of myself. I want to share those things with you. And the best place to do it is through this inner circle daily text list. So if you want to get on this list, if you want to receive these messages from me, and again, yes, it's really me. It's coming straight from my phone. What you need to do is text the word community to my number at 213-606-3853. Again, that's the word community to my number 213-606-3853. As soon as you send me over that tax, I will send you a message back with the quick details to officially register for this inner circle daily text list. And once you are all registered, we are ready to get to texting. The messages all go straight to my phone. I see all of the replies. I look at them. I send you messages back. So it is such a great way for us to connect and continue to work on our growth together. So go ahead and shoot me that message ASAP so that we can get connected.